Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we magnify and we glorify your precious name, thanking you for yet another day, Lord God, that you have given unto us. A day, Lord God, that there's somebody that went to sleep last night that didn't wake up this morning, Lord God. There's some, Lord God, that uh, woke up and, and maybe they weren't in a reasonable amount of health on this morning, Lord God. But for those of us that are here and that's under the sound of, of your, your anointing right now, Lord God, that you've given us a reasonable amount of health, Lord God, you've given us the opportunity to gather together, Lord God, as your dear children in fellowship, Lord God, that which blesses you. This is not about us, Lord God. This gathering, this is about something that sends a sweet smelling aroma. The word of God says that when his children gather together and praise his name, that it comes up to him as a sweet-smelling aroma, Lord. So we want to bless you on today, Lord God. We want to glorify you today, Lord. We God, we just want to say thank you because we recognize how good you are to us, Lord God. And though many of us may be going through different things, we want to be an encouragement, Lord God, to let your word encourage us and let uh, uh, how you can use each and every one of us to speak words of encouragement to each other, Lord God, that will strengthen us, Lord God, that will keep us and press us forward, Lord God, into this next day and, and, and this day, the next day and even in this week, Lord God, because there's something that you want to get out of our lives, Lord God. As my wife has already said, you didn't leave us here just for us, uh, for no reason. You've left us here, Lord God, because there's something that you want to accomplish through us as your dear children, as your trusted children, Lord God. So we look to you, Lord God, to speak to our hearts this morning. Give us your word, Lord God, that we may receive it, that we can be encouraged today, Lord God, to continue to yield ourselves and submit ourselves unto your will and your way, Lord God. That our life can be uh, a beacon of light, Lord God. That you can shine a light through our lives, Lord God. That someone may know, come to know you, Lord God. Or someone may be encouraged that's down, Lord God, that may be already believing you, Lord. That there can be some healing and deliverance and some setting free, Lord God. In life, Lord God. As you trust us with every day that you give us, Lord God. So we give you all praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody, let us say amen. Amen and amen, amen. Glory be to God. So if you will, turn your Bibles to the book of John this morning. And there is a word that God wants to encourage us with on today. And we don't go to three different verses, but starting at John chapter 12. John chapter 12. And our text verse is verse 26. John chapter 12, verse 26. And we have the title of the message on this morning. I think it would go something like this. Where I am, there you may be also. Where I am, there you may be also. That's the title of the message today. Where I am, there you may be also. Who said that? Jesus said that. And matter of fact, we see in the book of John, and that's what we're going to look at today, that there's at least three different uh, times that Jesus spoke these words of where I am, 
that he may be also. Jesus was speaking from a place, uh, and this is interesting because here when Jesus said, where I am, there you may be also, he was speaking from a, a place, a personal place. And some of us need to know that Jesus uh, is a personal savior today, my friends. That he is a personal savior. In John chapter 12, this is St. John. Is everybody with me today? We're going to take our time. I want you to get with me because this is an important word that God wants to speak to our hearts today. It is it's, it's heart-wrenching and it's life-changing. And it is a personal word for you and me on today. Where I am, there you may be also. So as we begin to prepare our hearts to, to, to receive the word of God today, this is something that Jesus said. And not only did he say it, this is something that Jesus shared. So what God wants to share with us today is that the heart of his son, Jesus Christ, that uh, while he was 100% God, then we know that when he was here on earth that he was 100% man as well. So we can understand, you, you're going to understand a part of this uh, God, Jesus' desire to, to, to where he is, that we may be also, we can understand that from the, his God side, his the, the divinity, because we know that his whole purpose of coming here and, and doing what he did was to satisfy God, and so he, and he was God, Jesus is God, so we know that he had the heart of God, come on somebody. So his desire for us to be set free from the bondage of sin, when he was with God, we know that it came from God and we can understand the divinity uh, or the, we can understand that in, in his divinity state. But the good news today, my friend, is that God wants to share with us that even in Jesus' humanity state, and see, this becomes, and this is what makes it personal. This is going to do something to somebody's personal relationship today. Because what we're going to see, not only in his divine uh, uh, life of God, not only as God did he desire to have us uh, spend eternity with him, but even Jesus, when he came in the flesh and he, and he humbled himself and became a man, that there was something in his humanity. And see, in his humanity, when he was ill, when the humanitarian part of him is just like you and me. See, this now, this is how it can be personal. That Jesus had an emotion and a feeling and he had a desire for you and me that where I am, that they may be also. Come on, somebody. See, again, let me just draw that line again right there. So, because it can make it clear in the sand that yes, while he was the part of him that is 100% God, we can understand that. But do you understand that the humanitarian part, the human part of, who, uh, of Jesus when he was here on earth? Yes. Had a, a passion and a love for you so much. Yes. That's just like me telling you I love you, my brother, but I'm talking about Jesus in his humanitarian place. That his love for us was it, it, it was no different than him in his God. Come on. So, in there. And it takes if you really think about this, then this is where this it can make all the difference in, in the world because quite often as Christians, when we look at Jesus and the life that he lived and even the things that he says, then the first thing we want to we, we can whether we say it or not, the first thing that we can begin to think is that oh he was God. And you're absolutely right, but he was man. Amen. 
if we don't recognize your attribute to the fact that him being a man that he was able to do that walk in obedience to God that he may please the Father so I'm just drawing that line there, my friends, because hopefully today God is willing to speak to, to the depth of somebody's heart. That for you to know that Jesus had a desire for you, even as a, a, a human, that where he was, was going to go, that you and me could go with him or be with him. So here uh, in John chapter 12, verse 26 he says if anyone serves me let him follow me and where I am they, there my servant will be also so if anyone serves me him my father will honor and there's so much that we can draw out of this passage but here I just want to visit this just for a moment because what we want to see is the first thing and there's three things that we're going to look at today and the about where I am, there you may be also. And the first thing, uh, Jesus gave us the plan yes. on how we could be where he is. Okay? Number two that we're going to talk about is, is him not only giving us the plan, but him going and making the way. Come on, somebody. Amen. And then number three that we're going to talk about is not only him make, uh, get, making the plan for, or giving us the way and making the plan, but then him uh, submitting himself and, and pouring out himself unto the Father, that his human desire would become God's, uh, well, God will honor his human desire, and that was the, the same thing, that where we are, that he may, where, where he is, that we may be also, amen? So number one, Jesus shows us the way. And the way is, again, in verse 26, it says, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am. So the thing that the, the way that he's given us is, is, is this is that if anyone serves me, here's the way. Come on, somebody. Here's the way. Don't be distracted. Forget all of that. Here's the way. Because this is the, the key. Because what we're talking about is being where Christ is. And to be where Christ is, Christ says that if, if, if you then you need to serve me. And if you're gonna serve me, then guess what? You need to follow me. Follow me. See, because we're talking about ultimately eternal life. This ain't no secret. And there's, and, and, as, as human beings, as you, as people, what we want is in, 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 when we hear the truth and we know that there's eternal life that, that, to live in, in eternal damnation, none of us really wants to choose eternal damnation, if not if we believe that this is true. So we want eternal life, but here Jesus is saying that to get eternal life, then there's, that not only do you need to serve me, but you need to follow me. And I'm saying this because there's many believers, people that believe and want to spend eternity with them, but not willing to follow him. See, and this is the part that Jesus is saying, I, I, I'm showing you the way that where I am, that you may be also. He says, not only do, don't, don't just uh, accept me as Lord and Savior, but he says, I need you to follow me. Don't just, you don't, I don't need you just to desire me to, to escape the gates of hell, but for the time that you are here on the earth, I need you to follow me. Serve and follow. And see, this becomes the challenge 
for us. Because we know that we want to spend eternity with them. Come on, somebody. But the question is, is for right now, are you willing to serve them and follow them? Let me read this again. It says, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. And if you back up just a little bit, just to get this foundation to verse 24 right there, it says, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of, of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. But he who hates his life in this world, somebody say in this world, will keep it for eternity or eternal life. See, <laughs> that's what the, the whole essence of serving God and serving Christ Jesus is to understand what just what she had talked about it already, what this life is all about. And if you love your life and you are not willing to die to this life, then, that you may serve the Lord in this life, then guess what you're going to do? We're going to lose our life. Uh -huh. And that life that we're going to lose is eternity. That's right. We're going to forsake eternal life because we want to live right now. And more than anything, we don't want to serve the Lord. We want him to serve us. And this is the problem right now that we see in the world. That many want God, but they want God to serve them. Come on, somebody. So what does that mean? Let me make it very plain and clear. What it means is that many people want to accept Jesus to get them to heaven. And in this life, this life. Remember that what we just said, this life? Instead of forsaking this life, they want God to, to give them all that they want in this life. And see, and the sad part about it is the church, even the church itself, have promoted an idea that, that now that we are Christians, that they, what God is here for is to serve us more than us serve him. Don't even sound like when it, right when it comes into words, but this is the picture when, when they lead us to believe that now that I've given my life over to the Lord, that everything is supposed to be okay in, in the natural. When the Bible is very clear, he says in Timothy, Paul wrote to Timothy, and he told him, he says, my son, you, you uh, as, as a young uh, pastor, and I'm going to tell you the truth right from the beginning, if you desire to live godly, you will suffer persecution. We're talking about the truth. Yes. This we ain't talking about the carrot that's dangled. But here's the good news, my friend, is that when you know, so this ain't bad news, though. The good news is this: is that if we put our trust in the Lord and, and, and really understand what this life is all about, and this life is for us to live for Him, where He can use our lives. Yes. Thank you. Where He can use our lives. So when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of the things that we've done in the body that we, the account that we're going to be given is that yes, that yes Lord I heard you and I obeyed you was able to use me as a vessel more than me trying to use you as my vessel I'm just, we just want, God just wants to speak the truth to us because what he's wanting to do is give us a new mindset because for a lot of us, even for some of us that grew up in the church for so long, we've kind of gotten the idea of that God, that, that God is for us, not that we forgot. This is just the plain truth, my friends. That's right. 
And the good news is, is that God will take care of all of your needs. Yes, yes, yes. God will keep you in the storm, my friends. See, what we want to do, what we didn't heard, some of us been bought into was the fact that now that I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to have no more storms. This is what I'm talking about. No, that's not what the case is. But God says, now that you're a Christian, now that you are my child, when you go through the storm, I am the keeper of your soul. I'll be the one to hold you in my hand. I'll be the one to lift you up. So now, let me say that again, my friends. That now that I'm a child of God, when he promises that I'll keep you in the midst of the storm. I'll give you perfect peace. Not that I will move the storm, or there ain't going to be no storms, but I'm going to be the one there to keep you in the storm. And see, there's a big reason for all of this, because what, what that does, it gives us the opportunity to trust in the Lord. To lean not on our own understanding, but then now we can acknowledge him in all of our ways. And we'll know that he is the director of our path then. See, God just wants to tell us the truth right now. So, so it ain't going to be a strange thing that when we fall, uh, fall into uh, to, to, to temptation or when the enemy comes against us like a flood. Because the Bible says that he, he will come against you like a flood. But glory be to God. He says, I will lift up a standard. Hallelujah. That I will lift up a standard. See, he never said that the flood wasn't going to come. But he said, when it comes, that I'll lift up a standard. Hallelujah. And see, this is the truth. So now we, instead of us trying to avoid the, 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 the storms or the floods, then we can stand. We can not only uh, not avoid them, but we can, uh, we can expect them. And, we can, and even in our expectations of them, well, guess what we can expect? We can expect that, hey, my, my, my father is with me. See, and this is what changes our peace in the midst of the storm. The reason why uh, we, we, our peace has been shaky and our joy not full is because we wasn't sure that God was going to show up. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. And see, what he wants to tell us now, he wants to encourage you that I'm, I'm uh, more than show up. I'm already there. I'm there. Because there's something that I, I want to use you for while you have the rest of your stay here as you go through your journey. Glory be to God. Now I want to say this real quick before we move to number two because do we really understand what this life is all about? See, the Bible tells us very clearly that for those of us as believers that we are pilgrims here, that we are sojourners. Do you know what a pilgrim is? A pilgrim is one that's in a foreign land. It's, a pilgrim is, is one that is not at home. See, this is not our home, my friends. We are pilgrims just passing through, is what the Bible says. Yes. And the question is, is what are we going to do uh, uh, with our stay here? So we have a, a time period that we're going to be here. Yeah, that's right. And it's called a stay. I said this before, see, when you go to, uh, to, to somewhere and it ain't your home, and, 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 and you know when you somewhere and it ain't your home, then you know you just stand there. And a stay has a beginning and it has an end. It has an ending date that I expect to be out of here at some point. So for the rest of our stay here, what is we going to... God is... That's the focus. Because this is not our home. Our home is eternity, my friend. 
But God is saying that while I have you at a stake, I need to use your life. I need some earthen vessels that I can use. See, he's looking for some earthen vessels. And I'm going to tell you, my friends, right now, that if you read in the book of Peter, saying this is, was really good news. Because uh, when you're talking about understanding our time of our stay here, glory be to God. It can give us a right perspective and it can encourage you very well that you may be able to lock in to that which God wants you to do more than you locking in what you want to do with this time. And that is for us to realize that what salvation is is that when God seals you through the blood of the Lamb, talking about Jesus Christ himself, when he seals you for the day of redemption, the book of Peter says that he makes a reservation. He makes the reservation. He makes the reservation. Why is that important? Because it's important because sometimes when you make a reservation, then guess what? You can call up and cancel the reservation. See, but when God makes this reservation, my friend, Hallelujah. Excuse me. Glory be to God. It is solid. It is solid as a rock. See, the you can't change the reservation. Hallelujah. And I'm saying this is this is good news is because somebody needs to know that, that just as you said, that I'm a believer. I know that I believe in him. I know that I want eternal life. I know that he is the son of the living God. Glory be to God. And when you accept that and receive that in your heart, glory be to God. That, is something that Jesus is the one that births you again. You ain't born again because you birthed yourself again. You're born again because he did. You're born again because he made the reservation and he sealed it, sealed you for the day of redemption. See, let me encourage today, my friends, that if, if you if you say today, then Jesus has made a reservation with the Father. Glory be to God. And he has sealed you for the day of redemption. And that ought to give you the confidence not to go out and live the, the rest of your life for yourself, but to go out and to give your life for him. Glory be to God. Yes. Amen. See, because 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse uh, 15 says that, it, that he died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them. And so it's very clear that this life don't belong to us no more. This life don't belong to you no more, my friend. If you have a reservation, your life don't belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. And I know we sing the songs. I belong to you. I give myself away. We sing all the songs, but I'm talking about do you know it in your heart, my friend? Because when this changes your heart, then you, you, you can no longer live for yourself. You can, then you can actually die to yourself. So all of the, the foolishness of the, the, the floods and, and all of the attacks of the enemy, we don't have to buy into that because we, we can know that God is the one holding us up. And if he's allowing me to go through this storm, there's a purpose to it that he wants to get out of. No, I may not know it right now, but my confidence is, is full because I know what the truth is. And I know that if he allows me to go into the storm, he's, he's going to be the one that brings me out of the storm. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Because it's the heart of Jesus. And not just again when he was God, but it's his heart even as a, uh, in his humanity. That where he is, that we may be also. He says, I just need you to follow me. 
And see, in following him, that's, that's all that it means is that can I use your, your, your life for this short period of time? You're going to be with me for eternity, which is your real life, but just this short period, this your short stay here, can, can I use it for the glory of the kingdom? Yes, yes. Will you give it up? Will you die enough to yourself? And I know it get hard because people, we, 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 we living in a time that people are crazy. Amen. I get that. People are doing stuff that is, you know, that's unbelievable. People have hearts that, is, that, that is, man, it's hard to even understand. Where did you get a heart like that? Something I ain't never even been exposed to and they ain't never heard. And you, you see it all the time, just evil. That's yeah. coming against you for no reason. Yeah. You know, so I get it. But God says, you know, I, I don't need you to focus on that. Yes, you, you, times is that. But I need, and that's the reason why I need a vessel that I can trust because the times is bad. Well, who will, who will stand for the Lord in a time such as this that will humble themselves, you know, and, and be able to, to, to face that enemy with the heart of, of God's love. See, because it's easy to stand against that foolishness with, with our own heart. Well, I'm going to fight you and, and you ain't going to do this and you ain't going to talk to me like that. You ain't going to treat me like that. But which one of us can God say, no, I just don't need you to say nothing. Just know that I got you. He, they can't do nothing to you. I got you. But I just need them to, to, to know that somebody won't come back at them just so they can see me. So that silence, if they'll see me. They ain't going to see you. See, because we think if we silent, then they see us as some chump. But God says, no, if you shut up for a minute, then they ain't going to see you as a chump. They're going to see me in my glory. Hallelujah. That I am able. Hallelujah. Because they know who you used to be. So if God can humble that person, then that's what they're going to see. They ain't going to see, oh, now all of a sudden you was a big, bad person, and now you're a chump. No, that ain't, that's, that's what we think. That's what the enemy wants you to think. But God, what they don't see is the glory of God. That man, this was a bad dude. Only God could have humbled him to not uh, to not beat me up right now. It had to be the Lord. Glory be to God. This is the God that we serve. And you see how easy it is for the enemy to trick us, you know, because of our own flesh. When God has said, "No, I don't need them to trick. I want to use that flesh for my glory." Amen. Turn your Bibles to, uh, this is number two in John chapter 14. He has given us instructions for the way. And then number two, where I am that they may be also, he goes and prepares the way. John chapter 14, verse 3. This is a passage of scripture that many of you are so familiar with it. We usually, uh, you usually hear this. Uh, when one is departed, we hear it as an awesome passage of scripture where Jesus proclaimed and he made it known unto the world that there's one way unto the Father, and that was through the Son, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. But there's something that he said that resonates huge and deserves our utmost attention in verse 3. And it's the first part of it, we get it, it says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, this is Jesus speaking. He was speaking to the disciples and to you and me today. He says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Wow. 
and receive you to myself. That, somebody say that. Say it loud and proud. That, where I am, there you may be also. See, not only did he give us the way, he said, I'm going to prepare the way. I'm going to prepare the way. That where I am, I'm going to make it, I'm going to prepare the place that's already set. But that, and it was that, that, somebody say that again. See, Jesus didn't just go and prepare a place for nothing. He went to prepare a place that, where he is. Excuse me, that we can be also. See, he did it for a reason. He did it for you and me. Can you begin to see the heart of Christ Jesus? See, that what he's done in, in this, he proclaims in his humanity. This ain't him shouting this from, from after he didn't went and, 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 and sat at the right hand of the Father. No, this is why he was in his humanity, my friend. He says, I got a desire that's burning inside of me that where I'm going, I need, I want you to come. But I have a love for you that, man, that, that I want you to be where I'm at because I know where I'm going. This is how much he loves us. And that is exactly what this message is all about, is the love of God that was in Christ Jesus. And we know that his desire, when he was in heaven with God and one with God, that he left and took on this task to please God. And he did. But he did not leave us out. And we can see it very clear that even when he came here, and, he, and even as a man, he says, God, I see why you love you sitting here. You love these people. There's something about them. Not that they're good, but it's just something about that connection and how God created man in his likeness. Come on, somebody. That gives God's heart, even Jesus himself in his humanity, are yearning for us to be with him. Where I am, that you may be also. Jesus wanted you to be where he is. Come on, somebody. He has a burning desire for you and me to be where he is. And if that don't show us love, the love of God that was in Christ Jesus, if that don't show us the love, I don't understand what we See, and again, so you see my point now, we ain't talking about him in, in, in his full divine state. We're talking about him being even in, in, in his human, human state. That he had a desire for us. Come on, somebody. And turn a couple more pages over, and this is where the rubber meets the road in John 17. Same book, John chapter 17. And for those of you Bible students, you know in John 17 that John here right of the time that Jesus this was Jesus praying the whole chapter of John 17 is the prayer of Christ Jesus and what it uh, appears to be is that let me just bring you up to speed here all of us probably remember that the Bible speaks of a time that Jesus right before he went to the cross that he was up at the garden of Gethsemane and he began to pray and the Bible even describes that time uh, as that Jesus prayed so intensely to the Father that he was praying and, and, he sweat, and his sweat was as drops of blood. And one of the things that we 
noted in that prayer that the other gospels speak of is that he prayed and he even asked the father that if this cup could pass from me but he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. See, somebody remember, see, because Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, that's the only part of that prayer that they mentioned. But God revealed through the writer John here in John chapter 17 that Jesus, in, uh, more in detail of what that prayer was. And so the whole chapter, I, and it behooves each and every one of us, us to read that over and over again, because here's a prayer that Jesus prayed unto God when he was in human form, my friends. And the first thing that he began to pray about is that uh, he prayed to, to God from at the beginning of the chapter that they may know you, Lord, the only true God. He says, and this is eternal life. See, eternal life is what he came to give and what he came for and, he, and what he wanted in his heart. He says, and, what, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. And he prayed for himself. And then we know in the middle part of that, you'll see that Jesus began to pray for the disciples at that time, his, his apostles. Yes. That God would keep them while they were in the world. Yes. And then the last part of John chapter 17, starting in verse 20, Jesus began to pray for you and me. Yes. <laughs> the body of Christ, yes. those of us as future believers, those that would believe because of what the what he had already done through the apostles in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Did you know that Jesus prayed specifically for you? I'm going to say that again. Because I don't know that all of us know that Jesus, did you know that Jesus prayed to God for you? That he prayed a prayer for you even before you was even existing. He prayed specifically for you. And here it is. And one of the things that he prayed for, for you specifically and for me. Matter of fact, this kind of, we got a, a one minute, so let me just share all of it. You know what we came here for, but you're going to see it. Let me share with you, because somebody may not know that Jesus specifically prayed for you. Verse 20 says this, I do not pray for these alone, he's talking about the disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Guess who he's talking about? That's you and me. Are you a believer today because of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. He's, so Jesus is praying to God for you and me specifically. And look what he says. He says, I pray that they may be one, first and foremost. As you, Father, are in me and I in you. I pray that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. So the first thing he prayed for you and me is that we would be one. Come on somebody. And the glory, verse 22, which says, which you have given me, I have given them. That they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as I have loved them. As you have loved me, sorry. In verse 24, this is Jesus praying for you, my friend. He said, this is Jesus praying to God. He said, Father, I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am. Hallelujah. 
that they may behold my glory which you have given me for you have loved me before the foundation of the world see Jesus prayed a fervent prayer he says I fervently I desire Lord God that they whom you've given me that's you and me that they may be where, where I am Jesus prayed to God that you could be where he is. Glory be to God. And this is when he was on the earth. In the form of just like you and me. That he, his prayer for God is that, that we could be with him. Where he is. Where he is. And my charge for each and every one of us. Man, if we could just see this, that Jesus had a fervent desire that we be where he is. And my charge to each and every one of us, do we have a fervent desire to be where he is? And if we have that fervent desire to be where he is, then we need to do just what he said. I'm going to show you the way. And that I need you to just follow me. Follow me. And we know that to follow Jesus, the book of Matthew, Jesus spoke to, to the disciples in Matthew. And he says, if a man would, would follow after me, if he wants to follow after me, then what do we got to do? We got to deny ourselves. Yeah. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross. Yeah. And then you can see fit to follow me. Yes. See, this is a serious thing, my friend. So we can't follow him, but uh, we can't follow him and take ourselves with him. See, in order to follow him, we have to die to ourselves. We have to deny ourselves and leave self right there in order to follow him. See, self can't come. Where he's taking us, self can't come. Where he's leading, self can't go. And see, self with itself. Self is, 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 is that attitude that I got that you ain't gonna talk to me like that. Because sometimes Jesus needs to. He needs to let them talk to someone. Who can, who can he let them talk to that ain't going to last back out and say, you ain't going to talk to me like that? When he's trying to get it out of them. Get it out of them. See, because there's some of us that Jesus has to do the same thing. He has to, we have to go through some things. We have to get it out of us. And if he didn't grace us enough, Duh. To, to have somebody in place that was able to take that stuff, then we'd probably be dead or in jail somewhere. So he just needs to use us as a vessel. So, so yeah, there's going to be some people that sometimes God is going to go, not to owe you, that's self. But he said, I need you to leave self there because, yeah, they're going to talk crazy to you, but don't worry about it. They talk crazy to my son, the same one that wants you to be where he is. The one that says that they did it to me first, so they're going to also do it to you. But it's okay, because I'm going to be with you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to raise up a standard for you. Hallelujah. So we have to have confidence that he's the one that's going to raise up the standard, so we don't have to stand against every uh, attack of the enemy. All of this foolishness, we ain't got to stand against everything. See, if we land by the Spirit, he's going to know when you won't know. See, because the Spirit will tell you when to stand and He'll tell you when not to stand if we listen to Him. Don't mean that we don't walk around like we little chumps all day because we ain't chumps. 
But what it is, is we walking around being led by the Spirit of God. That is the that is the biggest in the past. You better get y'all lucky I'm walking in the spirit right now. Hallelujah. Hey. You'd be in trouble if I wasn't, dog. See, and we can know that about ourselves. When we just give them the grace, they don't even know just like 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 he said, Father, they don't even know who they're dealing with right now. See. See. That's what the real truth is. So that's what allows us to not have to stand against everything that comes against us. And it's coming, you know, in there, it may come in the form of a, a, a husband, a, a wife, a, a relative, an enemy, a, your co-worker, all kinds. It comes in all shape, fashions, and forms. But God is wanting to instill to us the awareness that we can begin to see, and you know, allow the Spirit to show us. Come on, somebody. That in the moments that we can stay in the will of God. Because that's what this is truly all about. That we can stay in the will of God because the staying in the will of God is, the, is where we can be used as a vessel for the kingdom. Absolutely. A vessel that is fit for the master's use is what this is all about, my friend. See, and these ain't just the words. Now, this is actually, now we actually living it. See. See, a vessel was, was one that has to be made and, and, and shaped and formed and all of these different things. And so, the, you know, it don't always feel good to, to as, you, as you being made and shaped and formed. But see, some of that stuff got to be cut off. Boy, that hurts. <laughs> Do I got to really let that go? Yeah, that's got to go too, dog, dog. Amen. But it's to the glory of the Father. And this is a serious charge, my friend. You know, in there, God is, is just speaking to us right where we are. And there is a number to it, but this is real. He needs you. He needs us. And when I say needs us, it's because he has a burning desire. One that took him all the way to the cross. All the way. Because his desire is that we may be where he is. Also. Let us look to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are awesome and you are mighty, Lord God. And we can see just in what you are saying to us, Lord God, it's very clear that you loved us so much that you gave your only begotten son. And not only did you give your son, but when your son came, he loved us just the same. Hallelujah. He loved us so much, Lord God, that he's, he has a fervent desire that we may be where he is also. And Lord God, yes, it's going to take us to align ourselves, to fight with everything in us, Lord God. To not live the way we used to live. To not look to get over just because everybody else is. And, and, and it actually even works, seemed to work this time. But that we, let that not be our standard. Yes. But our standard be that of what is being led by the Holy Spirit. That which comes forth from you. Who knows the mind of God but the spirit of God. And that that be the one that we follow Lord God. That when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And give an account of the works that we've done in the body Lord God. That then and only then can we truly expect to receive a reward. To receive a saying that says well done thou good and faithful servant. 
Because I know that you are not a God that you should lie. So if, if we had not been, if we didn't do well, Lord God, and if we were not faithful, Lord God, I know even if you let us in that you're not going to stand at the gate and say, come in, well done. And my faithful servant because we weren't faithful. And I thank you for that understanding, Lord God, that you give us as, you, as Paul wrote it in Corinthians that some of us when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ and our works is examined that it's going to be examined by fire and some of our works is going to get all burnt up and the Bible says that yes while your works is burnt up yet you will be saved because it ain't going to be because the one thing and one thing only and that's because you believe in the son and the son finished the work so we thank you right now Lord Jesus that you are calling us to a place that's just beyond us, trying to skate into the, the gates of heaven. The one that is willing to yield our lives for the glory yes. of the kingdom. Yes. That you can have a vessel, Lord God, a willing vessel that's in the earth, Lord God. That you can work your works through, Lord God. I pray that you stir up in each and every one of us. That burning and fervent desire, Lord God, just as Jesus had it for us, that we would have it for him, Lord God. Because that's the only thing that is going to really entice us, incline us to live our life, Lord God. This life, our stay here, to surrender our stay here for the kingdom of God. So we give you all honor and glory. And we pray, Lord God, that as your word has reached out and touched every one of us, Lord God, let it not uh, follow stony ground today, Lord God, but let it dig to the roots of our heart, Lord God, that it will be just as we sung in, in praise and worship, that it changes us, that it rearranges us, oh Lord, that we will never be the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, let's give God some praise. Hallelujah.